0: Today we take a look at seven series of comics and graphic novels that are great for kids straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. When I was growing up, my dad didn't actually let me read superhero comics, Um, and and I think that there was actually good reason for that. There's a lot of uh, comic material out there that's dark and gritty and just not very appropriate for kids to read. But if you're a fan of comics and you'd like to introduce that to your kids and you want something that's not going to expose them to a lot of dark, violent stuff as well as sexual content that you don't really want them introduced to. It can be a challenge. So today we're going to go ahead and take a look at some comics and comic series that are good for kids. And I should note in talking about this that it in addition to comics that are really, you know, just not appropriate for kids, there are comics that are made for kids that also can uh, be inappropriate in other ways, such as talking down to the kids and not really telling good stories. So we're kind of looking for quality uh, in both ways, so I've got seven different ideas, six really, for kids of all ages for the most part, and one for slightly older uh kids. So we'll talk about that. I also will mention one option, which is to introduce your kids to gold and silver age comics uh, in general, the comics did not tend to be nearly as graphic and certainly didn't have the amount of sexual content that many modern comics will contain. However, you need to be aware that these were written for a different time, so a lot of the language, uh, in terms of actual dialogue, may sound weird to kids. In addition, particularly during the Golden Age, some superheroes could be almost uh, bloodthirsty in their reactions or callous at the very least. And some books contain material that could be, at the very least, racially insensitive, if not racist. So, it's something you need to use your judgment on. Alright, well, on to the ones that I would recommend. And we're going to go ahead and start with Duck Comics. And by Duck Comics, I mean the uh, comics featuring Scrooge, uh, McDuck, and Donald Duck. Uh, If you're like me and you grew up watching DuckTales... Uh, many of the ideas for stories for DuckTales came right out of the pages of these uh, comics, particularly those by Carl Barks, uh, talking about uh, the adventures of Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck. Now, I mentioned some of the older comics uh, being a bit dated. I really don't think that is a case with uh, Duck Comics. They are written very well, in a way I think holds up magnificently, and doesn't depend on uh, the time period. Certainly kids will recognize the time period is uh, different, but I don't think it will make a, a huge lot of difference. They're great adventure stories with a good sense of adventure. And they are enjoyed not just in the United States, but the world over. In fact, uh, for many European comic fans, the real comics are duck comics. Forget about all these superheroes. I wouldn't go that far, but they are really enjoyable, and they're great for kids. Uh, the Carl Barks Library, uh, which is uh, being uh, reap published in 30 volumes contains works from the 1940s to the uh, mid1960s and uh, there's also the Dan La Rosa library containing his uh, works with uh, Scrooge and Donald and the boys uh, from 1980s to 2006 they're both really good writers they're good reads for kids and so I'd encourage you to check out the call. Barks Library or the Dan LaRosa Library series, uh, which are really just great collections of uh, Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck stories. All right, the next thing I want to mention is the DC Animated Universe uh, comics. Uh, now, this is not something everyone knows because so many people grew up watching the DC Animated Universe uh, programs, Batman Adventures, Superman Adventures, Justice League, and Justice League uh, Unlimited. Well, there was actually a comic book series that was uh, launched generally around uh, all of these uh, different programs. Uh, uh series uh, there was uh, batman had actually several comic series there were the original batman adventures comic series and then that was followed by batman and robin adventures and then uh, that was eventually followed by Gotham Adventures which featured uh more of the characters from the new uh, animated series and actually was the longest running uh series of Batman and then was followed by another series of Batman Adventures all set in the world of the DC animated universe uh and then there was Superman Adventures which could have varying qualities. It was really good when Mark Miller was writing Superman Adventures. He's known for a lot of not kid-friendly stuff, but his work on Superman Adventures was great and uh, showed some uh, really good uh, kid uh, friendliness. Uh, Justice League Adventures was a, was a really good series. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, I don't think worked quite as well, though there are some issues in that series that work. And most of these are pretty good for kids. The only thing I would, uh, caution on is the, is the, uh, Batman Beyond stuff. Uh, which I think particularly when you get into, like, uh, Batman Beyond 2.0, uh, in the later series of the comics, these are not really written for kids. They are written for adults who grew up watching the series and so have a bit more uh, adult content. It's not, you know, horrible or anything, but again, parental discretion uh, advised. All right, uh, another one, Batman Brave and the Bold. Uh, Batman Brave and the Bold was uh really fun, uh, TV series for kids where Batman would team up with a, uh, different, uh, superhero, uh, from the DC universe. Some of them quite obscure, uh, every episode and it introduced the kids to a lot of the DC, uh, you, and it was fun. It was, um, in many ways, uh, drew a lot from the 1960s Batman, he even had the 60s Batmobile, which is definitely cool. Uh, and there was a comic book spinoff. There was a couple. There was uh one series, Batman Brave and the Bold, and then there was another one, the all-new Batman Brave and the Bold. Uh To be honest, I think Batman Brave and the Bold is a really good comic series. All-new Batman Brave and the Bold, not so much. But if you pick up Batman Brave and the Bold, the kids can read pretty kid-friendly adventures which uh include the great uh President Batman story and also get to meet some of the key characters in the DC universe. Uh another one, Batman 66. Uh there was uh you know for many years a lot of people throwing shade at the 1960s Batman TV series. That it was, you know, so campy, so horrible, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, fans uh, out there really loved it. And Jeff Parker wrote the Batman 66 uh, series. Uh, he was the main writer, and I think the best one on it, in which he told new stories in that universe. Uh, they also introduced some characters to that, uh, universe who uh, were later Batman, uh, creations, such as Harley Quinn and Bane. Uh, and it is mostly a kid-friendly presentation. Now, of course, it's written with nostalgia value in mind, and so in some ways appeals to adults, uh, who Again, grew up watching the Batman series, but there are still kids who grew up watching the 1966 Batman series. I was reminded of that recently when I read the story of a boy who had uh, cancer and he ended up dying tragically when he was 18. But the uh, series of Batman he grew up with was the 1960s Batman series, and one of his last wishes was a ride in the 1960s Batmobile, which shows the series still has currency. So if your kids like the 1960s Batman TV series, yeah, pick up Batman 66. They're collected in several trade uh, paperbacks, and uh, they're really fun reads. I I particularly like the last couple of issues where it shows uh how a the Batman opening theme came to be in real life. So it was it's just classic it's a lot of fun. Uh the Marvel Adventure series. Uh this is a series of books that Marvel did. I think late 90s, uh, early 2000s where they took uh Marvel classic uh superhero stories and they generally uh, retold them in a modern up-to-date kid-friendly way. Uh, and I've read a few issues and they are actually pretty good, uh, reading. Uh, they have them for most of the major heroes. Not all of the stories are just copies of the adult stories, certainly, but there are quite a few heroes. So if your kids, you know, like the Avengers, uh, you can, uh, you know, pick up a Marvel Adventures book and they can actually read about these heroes in a way that they can relate to and in a way that captures a lot of the classic feel. Um, I'm going to mention one indie comic here, and that is The Only Living Boy. Uh, this is a series by Dave Gallagher, and I read it, uh, and he, he actually was a, for sponsorship on another podcast. Uh, there's no payment for this one, uh, but I really enjoyed the series. Uh, it essentially is about a boy who finds himself on this strange world, wandering about it's a really good mystery uh it's kind of in a way as the he encounters all these strange people and creatures uh in many ways the art and the story reminds me it's kind of a kid-friendly a flash gordon story uh it's really just great adventure good fun and yeah i think only the only living boy is definitely worth a read now I'll go ahead and take a look at a series which I think is probably more young adult but I think is uh, worth discussing and that is the Spider-Girl series. The Spider-Girl uh series was launched in the uh, 1990s and uh it was in reg- uh it began with a what if comic and this is what if uh, the baby of Peter and Mary Jane had survived. And uh, Peter had lost his leg and couldn't be Spider-Man. And eventually, she discovers that she has uh, spider powers. She sets off on her own adventures. uh, And it's really a good book. I like her because she is such a... Uh, role model, uh, character because she really does, uh, struggle to do the right thing. And she's challenged because her parents are often reluctant about her, uh, superheroing and about the dangers and risk involved with that. And she has to balance her sense of responsibility with her desire to be an obedient and good daughter. She has her failings, but she is such a good person, and she has great adventures, there are some superb story arcs, some call to mind the original Spider-Man stories, and she often takes a different direction. The entire series was written by Tom DeFalco, who clearly wrote it as a labor of love. I do say that this is much more of a young adult series, as it deals with a lot of issues that teenagers face and which younger kids might not be ready for. For example, uh, domestic violence in a relationship at high school. And May finds herself in a relationship with a boyfriend who is uh, trying to demand that she subvert her own self. It's a good story may may Day Parker is just a great Spider girl. She's definitely a character. Of the comics landscape miss, and it's worth reading again. There are a few situations that are uh there that might make this not such a great read for younger kids. but I think for uh teenagers, this is a really, really good series. All issues of it are available at comicology.com. The series are, in order, Spider-Girl, The Amazing Spider-Girl, and Spectacular Spider-Girl. And, uh, again, 134 issues, a great amount of continuity for a character who was from an alternate universe. So, I hope these uh, suggestions will help you find good books uh, to introduce your kids to the worlds of comics. We'll be back next time with our 50th episode. And, uh, in the meantime, send your comments to Guy at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Classy comics Guy from... Uh, Cascade, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.